0: Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. You're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. My name is Craig Hagan. I'm here with T Mac, Tony McKinnon, and we're coming from rainy
1: Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah. Took a little step backwards today, a little cool. Yeah. You know,
0: it's been closer to 70, but I guess it's going to be pretty nice the next few days. But kind of a rainstorm came in. But you know what? We'll take rain over zero degree degree weather. Any day. Any day. You know, and rain's a whole lot better than ice.
1: Yep. You know, because got my nap in today during the rain. Yeah. You got your, your thirty minutes through lunch. Thirty minutes. Yeah. Well,
0: where do you where do you take a nap at? In You're, my truck. In your truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so now we know that <laughs> Tony takes a daily yeah, nap. Yeah. In his truck. Yeah. So we think Tony's in there listening to the radio or something yeah. like that. And Nothing spiritual. You know, <laughs> concentrating, yeah.
1: praying. Praying, yeah.
0: But he he has his eyes closed, but he's just taking a. <laughs> Taking a truck nap, so anyway, you know, I, I guess you were a former trucker or something, so you're no, no, you know, you're you no. Sort of taking a truck nap. Yep. Anyway, we would love to hear from you guys, and if you want to send us an email, podcast at rhema.org, That's r h e m a, and you know, let us know what you like about the program, what you don't like about the program, or some things you want, might want us to talk about. And then also, we want you to like us on Facebook and on Instagram. You know, I haven't been putting as much, many, many pictures as I need to, so I'll throw some more pictures up there soon. But um, it's Rama Podcast um, on Instagram and on Facebook, and so you can like us there as well. Also, I just found out we finally got accepted. We're on iHeartRadio now. Oh, good. Yeah, so they have a vetting process or what, whatever they do. So we're vetted. Yeah, we're vetted, I guess. Right. So, so we are you – know, on iHeartRadio, so that's one of the, the new places we're on. If there's a place that you listen to podcasts that we're not on, let us know and we'll try to get on that thing as well. And we we'll, once again say hi to all our friends in India.
1: Yeah, who who watch or listen so, to so us. All I, I got to go back. How long how long did it take us to get on iHeartRadio?
0: Well, actually, we started the program. I think it was November. Yeah, iHeartRadio um, they require you to be on for two months to have consistent programs before they even let you you. Know, even submit an application, and so I did that in late January, and uh, at least for a few weeks now, I will say I w- hadn't been diligent to check every week. But for a few weeks, we still weren't on. But I checked the other day, and all our programs are up. So, I'm,
1: so it's easier to get TSA presec so I can keep my shoes on and get on the airplane. Yeah, than, okay. it's easier I'll just gonna, check it.
0: Get on an airplane, you know, not easier to get on an airplane without a mask, right? Yeah. Yeah. I Radio, yeah. but 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 yeah, they, they, they have standards there.
1: Standards. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, you know, they want to make sure you're a legitimate program. So so they said, you know, they wrote me and they said, Tony, I'm not sure if he's legitimate or not, but we're going to go ahead and accept you. Yeah. So, Anyway, on I mean, that temp- note.
1: Temporary card.
0: On that note. Now, now today is, um, you know, a groundbreaking day. Yes, it is. We're actually having our first Zoom interview. Now, obviously, you can't see us, so you can't see our guest either. Uh, but this is the first time we're trying out, Zoom, because every time else we've had to have our our guests in the studio, but we're doing a Zoom interview today. We're interviewing somebody that's not here. Yeah, he's not here, you know, um, physically. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's here emotionally (laughs) or spiritually, but if he's not here physically. Anyway, so today we have Pastor Dave Fowler with us today. Um, Your church is called Remnant Church, right?
2: Yes, Remnant Church in Manhattan, Kansas.
0: In Manhattan, Kansas. And so... um, Dave, before we talk about your church, I, I know you guys, you know, just recently launched your church. But um, we want to go back to find out Dave's story. I mean, how, how did Dave get to Ramah? How did he get saved? You know, was was he a terrible person, and you know, God got a hold of him, or what happened? But you know, how did you find out about Ramah? How did you end up here? How did you end up going to school? And we'll talk about more about obviously. You know, you were assistant basketball coach here, too. We'll talk about, about that as well. So, so Dave, tell us your story. I mean, you know, you know I, I know it was a wild one.
1: I mean, did a star appear when you were born or anything? I mean, anything special?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, my story, like I tell people a lot of times, you know, sometimes we look at what our story is or our testimony, and uh, many times people think they don't have a testimony if they weren't, you know, on skid row or, or uh, on drugs or alcohol or strung out on something. But uh, my testimony is uh, starts back when I was three years old. I grew up in church. My parents were had us in church all my life. And uh, at three years old, I made the decision myself to uh, accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so I've been in church all my life. I've uh, been so thankful for just the goodness of God and uh, not having to go through a lot of things that you know so many do. and uh, obviously it doesn't make my story any better or worse than those. But again, I can just go back and look at the many things that God spared me from that I didn't have to go through, pains and heartaches I didn't have to go go through. And so I've pretty much known my whole life, you know, that ministry was my uh, call and, and passion and, and desire. I've always just loved to help people and minister to people and, and see them grow in their, in their walk with God. But uh, yeah, you know, I grew up all my life. I, but as far as I can remember back, I know from somewhere in the early 80s, my parents got a hold of. Uh, Brother Hagan's messages, and they started going down to camp meetings there in Tulsa from the time I was a little kid. I used to go in and uh, what was it uh um Gospel bill I used mm-hmm. to go into the Gospel Bill, but a lot of times I like to stay in and listen to Dad Hagan, listen to norval Hayes and a lot of the different you know great men of God that have you know gone before us and blazed the trail and that Dad Hagan you know had in so many times throughout the years and so I kind of grew up on Rama. And, and you know and, then, hey,
0: hey Dave. So where were you living back then? You know, when you come to camp meeting. I know you weren't living in Tulsa at that time,
2: right? At that time, my family lived in Clinton, Missouri. All right, that's where I was born and raised in. No, that's I was not 12. Bill Clinton,
0: Missouri, is it? That's some, some... Uncle Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no relation to to to, to Clinton. So, but, so uh, wh-
0: where is it located? Yeah. Where's, where's Clinton located for people like us who have no clue? <laughs>
2: Yep, it is about sixty miles south of Kansas City. Okay, ninety miles from Springfield. It's right there on the highway. People are going from Kansas City down to Branson. That's you know they they always will go right through Clinton. So it's got several lakes there. Great fishing.
0: All right. So you're living in Clinton, and you come to the camp meeting. You were sometimes going to Willie George because some of you don't. Some of you maybe that don't know about camp meeting. Willie George, who's who's. You know, pastor now, he was a, a children's minister at the time. Had the gospel bill um, show, and and he always would do children's ministry at camp meeting. And him and his puppet Eugene and or Eugene, I guess, and Eugene. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, great times, camp meeting there. Um, Member of those times as well. So um, now, your your parents did finally move to Tulsa. You know, how'd that happen?
2: You know, my parents were good friends with Bob and Cindy Harrison, Who were, and of course, Bob was a yeah. as yeah. well, and so they were good friends with him and partners with their ministry, and so uh, just through conversation, things that, uh, with the Harrisons, they had talked them into moving down to Tulsa, and so we ended up moving down to Tulsa, I ended up going to a Victory Christian School, actually, your brother-in-law, Don, uh, was just a few years older, he was good friends with my sister, and so uh, and I've known Don since back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s.
0: Yeah, and his so, name was Donnie back then.
2: Exactly, Donnie. That's why I still say Donnie. Sometimes And people kind of look at me like, who are you talking about? But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Don, he was a great baseball pitcher as well. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you ever saw got those games, but he was a good pitcher. Yeah. yeah so, a- yeah, victory and then uh, graduated from there. Ended up going over to ORU for a couple of years and then down to, went back to Missouri. Ended up working with the church there back in my hometown for two years and then, Um, I knew at some point I wanted to go to Rhema and knew I was supposed to go to Rhema at some point, didn't quite know when. And then I came down to camp meeting in uh, the summer of 99 and pastor Hagen was ministering that Monday night and he ministered a message on answering the call. And so I went back and it just, it was just really burning. I just knew that at that point during that service, that's when I knew that that was the year I was to come to Rhema and it was kind of crazy. I was during the service at the end of the uh, service pastor had had a, um, altar call for anyone that knew they were called into the ministry and knew that, you know, potentially even to come to Rama, And so I responded that night and I just knew and made my heart, made a decision in my heart that night that I was coming to Rama. got out to the car. It was kind of crazy. I don't know if you remember the Stephen Curtis Chapman song. Um, I'm diving in, going deep. Yeah. But that song, as soon as I, I just walked out of the parking lot from having decided and, and responded to that service with pastor that night and went out to the car, got in the car, turned the car on and automatically at that time, KXOJ, started in that song like immediately kicked off right as I started the car and it was like wow now that's that's kind of crazy because <laughs> it was a <laughs> big change and you know, I was selling real estate working with this you know back in Missouri with the church and and doing a lot there with uh youth ministry and different things but um I just knew that that was where God had for me to go and it was just an absolute great start to uh what God had for me there at my time at Rayma.
0: Yeah, so um how old were you whenever you actually um came to because we always ask that question all our guests before how 24 you said yes 24 yeah we, we found out that 26 is, is one of the most common answers that yeah. we've had so, you, so you're pretty close so you know a lot of people think well everyone who comes rama is 18 and 19 but it's not really that way i mean i'm sure even when you're there we have people of all ages i'm sure
2: oh I, yeah i remember we are thinking our graduating class in fact he may have passed away right before graduation we had like a 90 year old
0: yeah yeah, so you're never too old or you're never too young to come no. to Raymond. In fact, if you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, you know, kind of like Dave, I, I know I'm called, you know, to preach the word, or maybe you're out there and you're like, I don't know what I'm called to do. I'm, I, I just want to learn more about the Bible. If you'll just go to your computer, or go to your smartphone, go to rbtc.org, fill out some information there, and we'll have one one of our of our Rama, what do we call them student ambassadors ambassador student ambassadors give you a call tell you all about Rama, invite you to Rama college weekend which is april 9th 11th um if you can make it that weekend or if you cannot we'll try to schedule a tour because there's something about coming to campus everyone yeah. says you know once they come to campus that they knew that they needed to be here and so if you're out there rbtc.org you know you know, is, is a place if, if you are feeling to call the ministry or just want to learn more about the Bible. You know, Dave, I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, whenever you were a Ramah student and even today's Ramah students, I mean, I, I, mean, I think the, the kids today are as much or more on fire um, as you guys were, you know, back, back, back whenever you came. So it's, 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 a, it's pretty awesome, you know, on campus, even even today. Now, how did you get involved with the basketball team?
2: Uh, you know, I was between first and second year because I think that was the year that uh, Lance Ivey had just stepped out. He had been coaching, and so, of course, Perry was already coaching the women's team.
0: That's yeah, P- and- Perry Chocolate. He was
2: our coach. Yeah, Perry, he was yeah. stepping in, uh, coached the men and the women, and mm-hmm. he had found out um, I'd had coaching experience. And so I think it was actually a good friend of mine, Jay Adkins. You know, Jay always is kind of making all the connections, and so he had told, um, I believe, at that time, Mo Munson, um, that I'd had some coaching experience. And so ended up getting called in for an interview and accepted. And I was offered this with a coaching job on the spot and accepted. And I just knew it was just the beginning of, of a great time. I, I can't even put into words what it meant to be part of those teams. I and mean, it was great winning the championships. But really, the relationships that have continued to this day are, are just some of the most powerful relationships and connections and we still stay in touch with so many players so many great um individuals that are out in ministry now and just seeing what they're doing seeing the uh, work they're doing for the lord i know that jim andrews one time he was telling uh, perry and i he said you know he'd hire any of basketball player at that time he was saying he said because he's like i know they've been through the fire i know they've been Mm -hmm. tested and tried and i know they're mentally tough mentally prepared and so it was just a great time i mean like i said can't put into words the the fun it was to be in the championships and win the championships, but then also just to uh, have those relationships that truly have lasted a lifetime.
0: Now you didn't realize that when you took the job as assistant coach, you also were taking the job as babysitter, mentor, brother, <laughs> exactly. get, me out, get me out of trouble.
2: <laughs> so that's for,
0: yeah. You know, we, we had some, we've, we've had some really good basketball players and, some some you know, awesome people and, and but you know sometimes whenever you were a college age student you're a little bit honorary and going through some some things in life and not always following all the rules sometimes so, <laughs> yeah it was it's a good time now, yeah, absolutely. now how many championships did we win Whenever I mean how I don't know how long you were involved in the basketball program um here at Raymond but
2: yeah I think I was actually I coached for four years um the first year the, we coached we won the men's and the women's championship and so we had two championships that year and then the third year and the fourth year we won the championship as well so we we skipped the second year that was the year we didn't win the championship but then yeah. our third and fourth so we won four technically including the women's and the men's on the first year won four championships there in the four years
0: yeah we had a very successful basketball program and we hope to have it once again you know covid kind of killed the program our coach all killed the program but, I um, mean, you know, uh, actually, my son just told me today about some some guy who might become an Ramon who's had some D, not D1, but has had some, some college, some, um, you know, people, colleges look at, look at him and things like that. And so, you know, if we can get enough players interested, we'd like to start it back up again, you know. Um, but, I mean, we had some wonderful times. And I, I I don't know, can you talk about some times with their basketball team? I mean, you know, some, some times that have been, that were really special and that, you know our listeners may or may not know they might know about the championships and they might know about you know some of the rumors, but is there anything that kind of stands out in your mind about some some things that happened whenever you were involved in, in the team?
2: Oh absolutely, I'd say honestly as great as basketball was as great as the, you know the championships were, probably some of the most impacting times, and I know even for players to this day were pre like pre practice or post practice We'd meet in the back room and, you know, what you don't get with a lot of college programs that you got, you know, with Rama. we always put an emphasis on the, on the word and on prayer and worship. We'd take time to uh, just in the back room, take a verse, break it down and just encourage each other with the word. Uh, you know, many times we'd, we'd pray together for, you know, sometimes it'd be five minutes. Sometimes it'd be 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, just get in. Cause you know, like you said, there's players that are going through things and we get in and we pray for each other and get into times just of worship. I mean, some of the times of worship we had together with those ball teams were, were some of really the most powerful impacting times um, that I encountered, even at Rama. It was really just a phenomenal time to see their hearts because again, on the basketball court, you know, it gets pretty competitive and, and sports can bring the best or the worst out of anyone, but just seeing their, their hearts in those times. And even um, there, there were times that even after Perry continued coaching the girls and I was just with the guys, um, Pre games, we would just have times back there of worship and and uh, just getting in and and really just helping them encounter God, and that was really to me um, better than any basketball championship that we ever had.
0: And you know, it's pretty interesting to see some of the growth and some you know some of these, especially I don't know too many of the girls as much as I know the guys. I mean, some of these guys came from broken homes, came from pretty much nothing, you know, Absolutely. And, and just the the influence that we've made. You know, on their lives. And, you know, it's you know, even even some of them are not necessarily in ministry today, but we we impacted and changed their life, you know, while they were there at Rama, just like Rama can change your life as well. I mean, it you know, just wonderful times. And like I said, I was very involved in the basketball program, you know, as well, you know, because I was your guys' boss, but, but, um, right. And the good times and the bad times. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it's very impactful. And, and like I said, especially with, with social media now it's it's we've been able to stay in contact with you know most all the players i mean men and women and seeing what they're doing and it's just you know i almost feel like they're your kids or your you know know, your little brother or little sister or whatever and see all the great things and you know and all, all those the folks that are still in ministry and pastoring today and knowing that you know they might not be there if it wasn't for you know you guys mentoring them and and being there, you know, during the good times and the bad times. And so, you know, it's, I know it's a very, you know, inspirational thing to see and, you know, to see the growth and things like that. I know it's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's great to see the growth. You know, I can think even back to Lewis Guest. I mean, he was a walk-on at the University of Michigan. But coming through times of, of really having, like, being down and out and not even wanting to step back on the court, Broke down in the in the locker room, but yet just getting those opportunities and, and seeing his coaches getting to minister, pick them up, and seeing them just get the word in them and and understand that you know the whole message of who we are in Christ that Dad Hagen you know put in all of us and so prevalent at Rama is knowing that and getting that in on the basketball court and seeing those players' lives completely turned around. It's, yeah, it absolutely is life changing.
0: And one thing interesting at Rama is we've had a number of older players that, that weren't really in their heyday. But, you know, they played on the team, like, because obviously yeah, we had Chad Stewart here on the program a few weeks ago, and, you know, and he said that one of the, one of the players called him grandpa or something like that. Called him
1: old man <laughs> or grandpa or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it, it was, you know, that's kind of a unique experience with Rayma. We had, you know, some guys that are a little bit older and some guys that are a little younger as
2: well. Yeah. I've got tall Paul out there in California now, yeah. tall Paul, the seven footers. Yeah. He's out in Chile now, doing a great job out in California. But yeah, we've got quite a diverse group, age range, and and just seeing how they all fit together together and become a family. Like I said. and then now, they're they're still such a great support group for each other. I mean, I've heard several different players pop into California, see, and just give Paul a call, and he'll drop everything and go out and have dinner with them. And so yeah, it's really is it's I hear I know that's what we say, Rayma is family, yeah. and, and that's with the basketball team.
0: Yeah. So so once you. End up leaving Rama. What was your next step, and where, where did you go? What you know, you know. I know what you did, but t- t- tell our tell our listeners what um, what the next step was in, in ministry for you.
2: Yeah. So the next step, I knew that because the last year after I coached, I ended up going over and working with uh, Jim and Leanne in the Prayer and Healing Center uh, for that year before I left. And then that, and then once I actually left Rama in it in July of oh um, four? Once I left there, I moved back to Missouri for a couple of years. And then started a church up there on the north edge of Kansas, or sorry, the south edge of Kansas City, and then was there for a couple of years. And then Lord moved it once I got married. About uh, seven or eight months after getting married, Lord moved us over to help with my uh, in-laws there in Topeka at Light of the World.
0: Yeah, so you, so you were associate pastor with with them for for a while before the Lord led you for your new new place as pastor Remnant Church. Um, you know, we're going to get into that our next program because I, I want to talk about starting a church in a pandemic, you know, because many people said you can't start a church in the middle of a pandemic. And so we're we're going to talk about that next program. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and, you know, before we end this one is, you know, maybe you're out there listening and you're thinking, man, I've been going through a lot of stuff. And, you know, I, I need I need this just to just to reset my life. You know, I found a lot of times when people are going through a lot of a lot of situations that that's whenever they just need a reset. So maybe Raymond Bible Training College is a place for you. So if you'll just get out your computer, get out your smartphone, rbtc.org, um, fill out some more information there, and we'll have a student ambassador give you a call and set up a time to maybe come to the visits on campus, whether it's Raymond College weekend or another time, you know, and we'll let you know about Raymond, what's going on. Um, we have very affordable tuition. You know, actually it's $3,050 for the complete year. is a two-year school, so so $6,100, Tony, for two pretty years. Good. And the great thing about it is you can go two years at Rama and transfer your, your credits to, you know, what we call an accredited college, you know, because we don't teach math, English, you know, psychology, you know, those kind of things at Rama, but you can go to an accredited college and, transfer 30 or sometimes even 40 hours depending on your degree program yeah. and so the cheapest way to go to college is to start out two years at Raymond and so maybe if that's you, know, if you want to get some, some foundation into Bible classes that you can transfer to some other schools you can do that as well but you know, we're going to go ahead and end today's um, um, program like we end every program here at Raymond we're bringing hope,
2: hope, health and healing and to the, the world, world.